Greetings and welcome to the Screen 17 podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Raymond Hogg, joined as ever by Rob Mullen and Eddie hi. Rob Mullen Bolton. Hi, hi. Uh, hey, good you to be here. Bad, bad mic. No, no, this is, this is Rob, just with a good mic. This is how Rob sounds. <laughs> Sorry, this is how I sound with a good mic. No, yeah, this is Eddie. Um, well, hello. Uh, Nice to see you, uh, Rob and Eddie. Rob Bolton. Bolton. <laughs> so we should explain that Rob is not joining us for this because he has a one-year-old and has not had the chance to watch four hours of a film yet for some reason. God knows no, why. No, he hasn't. Uh, so we are just going, myself and Ray are just going to give like a little short non-spoiler review and then we're going to yeah. go into a deep dive when uh, when Rob has watched it which is hopefully be next week yeah hopefully um, so yeah if you like what you hear uh, do please consider liking subscribing or whatever your preferred podcast service suggests you can also find and follow us on Facebook as Screen17 or on Instagram at Screen17 Podcast uh, both where you can contact us ask us questions or simply suggest topics for future episodes um, as Eddie's already said, we're ch- chatting about Zack Snyder's Justice League, the movie they said never existed, then said wouldn't get released, then <laughs> eventually ended up releasing <laughs> for some reason. And yeah, we're not going to do what you've been watching. I guess we're just jumping into this. So where do you want to start? Like, I guess let's just give our overall thoughts. Um, I'll, I'll jump into it. Yep. I So I sat down on Thursday... There was a there was a Man United match on, which was an important enough match, and so I didn't know if I was going to get the time to watch it on Thursday mm. or not. But I had some time before the match started, so I watched the first chapter, and then turned over to the first half of the match, and then I watched, I think the first half of the second chapter, and then I watched the second half of the match, and then I went back and watched the the rest of the film, and right. actually a little break really helped. But you know what really helped with my enjoyment of spoilers? I love this film. Um, what I think really helped my personal enjoyment of this was us going over the last few weeks, yeah. and month or so, of going back to Man of Steel and Batman v Superman because everything mm. felt so much more together. And the tone, while it is quite different in Justice League, there's quite a lot of humor in this when, you know, there's not a lot in Man of Steel or BVS. Um the the narrative structure and the tonal shift is not as dramatic or it's not it's not even a tonal shift at all really um Mm. but it works so much better together than the theatrical version of justice league and like it's night and day in comparison and how about you yeah i mean like i before this i remember chatting to you a couple times saying that i think my expectations were subverted enough i knew it was going to be better but i wasn't expecting great things um Overall, I very much enjoyed it. Um, there were certain scenes in it where I was actually watching it going, yeah, whoop, whoop, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. shut up, would you? <laughs> but only because the scene, yourself. There was, the, the scene I'm talking about, and I'm not going to give away spoilers, but it's the scene where Wonder Woman um, takes on the terrorists in that building. Just those two scenes are just night and day, as you were saying, like the version as in Zack Snyder's version is far superior <laughs> Yeah, it just absolutely. makes way more sense. It flows better. There's not that weird 
um, kind of shoehorned in comedic parts. Um, like oh, just that. Um, the obviously the backstory for most of the characters has been elaborated on, um, which makes you understand a their motivations, but also b gives them time to be. I don't gives gives you time to warm up to them. I guess exactly. Like, obviously, it, it, you could look at it like a little bit like that. There because we haven't had solo films before this before just yeah. came out. Like we we've now had well we had Wonder Woman, but we hadn't had Aquaman. Obviously, we still have yet to have the Flash, and we mm. haven't had Cyborg. So the introduction you're given to in the theatrical version is pretty much zilch. Yeah. Whereas in this, there's like a little scene for each character, if mm-hmm. not two scenes for each character, that nearly acts like its own tiny little short solo film to introduce yeah. each yeah. character. And while that's not necessarily narratively um, necessary for the film to work, it makes you appreciate everything that happens later on so much more. Like I can't mm. tell you how much more I was invested in that finale. There was one point where I nearly cried. There was one point where I laughed out loud and there was one point, or there was actually a few points where I, in my room on my own was like, yes, come on. <laughs> my, you know, my biggest disappointment with this is that I couldn't watch it with loads of people. Because yeah. that would have been an incredible experience. Dude, I, I was so looking forward to watching this with you. And maybe we will when things lighten up um, and restrictions go down. I definitely want to rewatch this movie with you. Yeah. Like the full four hours in one sitting. Like get a, some pizza, some drinks, whatever. Just have a sit down and watch. But I, I yeah, know exactly where you're coming from. by the end. <laughs> yeah! We've fallen over, <laughs> dancing around the room. Um well, yeah, I mean, like that—that—that's one of those things. Like, I know Trish is into it, but but she wouldn't be as into it as I am. Like, I know, like all the characters. Like when someone's talking, like, oh, that's your man, or that's mm-hmm. that hero, or that's that villain there, um, where she kind of knows more the mainline kind of people. Um, but yeah, I think like the the sense of community watching it is the one thing you really missed out. On. Like seeing this on the big screen would have been phenomenal. Like imagine seeing this on like the big screen in Cineworld. And then going in and having a few beers beforehand. <laughs> then like I would, I would imagine that when cinemas do eventually come back, you'll have some places like for us now speaking in Ireland, you'd have some somewhere like the Stella or Lighthouse. Uh, even even Cineworld World might do uh, an IMAX screening, a special mm-hmm. screening of it or something, which we hopefully we'll get to go to. But um for the moment, unfortunately HBO Max has to do, or in, in our case, now TV. <laughs> yeah. Or Sky, in my case, which uh, not not Eddie, Eddie you you wise me up to this about uh, now now TV and Sky that they speed up their films. Yeah, so there's like a there's a whatever the coding is for, and I've only really realized this before in when I listen to commentaries from some of my favorite podcasts that you'll hear like one guy's in Australia and one guy is doing it from America, and their region coding is different, so. For whatever reason, the the frame rate is like, say it's half a half a frame off, or even you know a fifth of a frame off for every frame, um, for sorry for every twenty four frames, then eventually you'll hear like some guy in the podcast going, "Oh, this bit's amazing, isn't it?" And the other guys are like, "What are you talking about? We we're nowhere near there. We press play at the same time." So the so our version was, I think it was three hours and fifty two minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was shorter. The, when the official running time is four hours and two. Mm. I think I've also found that as well with Now TV, where 
watching, you know, during the first lockdown um, eight years ago, that we watched a film together, a few of us, and I would have it on Now TV because it was just easier. And I would realize it was about eight minutes shorter than everyone else. So it was either it was either I had to find it on DVD or I'd have to or I'd have to pause it every <laughs> every twenty minutes to let everyone else catch up. <laughs> Mental. But, um, yeah, I mean the running time. Do you know part of? I do need to sit down and watch it in its entirety because mm. I did get that break after the first chapter, but it didn't feel like four hours at all to me. No. I was at the end. I was like, I want more. Yeah, I was actually the exact same, like about, I think, I think I took a break around halfway through just because I needed to go to the bathroom and make a cup of tea or get something from the kitchen or something like that. Um, But I was even saying to Trish, like, I was like, oh my God, we're already halfway through. Like it doesn't, it felt like we'd only been watching for maybe about an hour and a half when we were like two hours 20 through it. I was like, oh my God, we're like way over halfway there. Um, It's, yeah, I mean, I was just maybe that's the the fact that it was far more engaging, far more interested in the story and the characters, like the way some of the characters, even the villains are fleshed out more makes me far more invested in this movie. Like, um, Steppenwolf is a completely different person in this version. Yeah. He's, he's complex in, I don't want to go too far with him. I, I think he's, he's a, he's an interesting character and I actually could have done with some more Steppenwolf in it. Yeah, uh, to flesh it out even more. But the bits you get where he's he's talking back to Apocalypse and yeah. what's going on there and what they're expecting of him, like you don't feel sorry for Steppenwolf, but you you understand more of his motivations and what he's yeah. trying to do. Which at one really point I actually I did actually turn to Trish and go, oh, I kind of feel sorry for him because <laughs> <laughs> he was just like you could see like not tears in his eyes, but there's a scene where he's talking to Darkseid or not to Darkseid to the Sod and. Yeah he says a line about how much more you've left to do and you can just kind of feel his heart drop and he's like this character is far more complex than he was in the other version yeah i saw a great line by someone had put up that he's like um the exact middle management position that no one wants (laughs) in their job but have to do and it has to be it has to be a role has to be filled um for me the heroes of the the film are batman and the flash batman because mm-hmm. just my favorite anyway but the flash for me brought levity and the brought the emotional heft as well a little bit more for me than cyborg even though i did like cyborg's character an awful lot more yeah um so yeah i, th- I thought for me the just the flash again we'll go into it in spoilers but there are a few moments where I I felt threatened for him, let's say. Let's put it mm. that way. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, no, I, I think I, I agree with the part that that happened in the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing of Cyborg being the heart of the movie was driven home a little too hard before the movie. I don't, I don't feel like he was that important. I think he was as important as some of the other heroes. Um, yeah, it's not his story on his own. Yeah, so I know uh, story. He's a very good arc. I I enjoyed his arc mm. in the film. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, like they all had much improved arcs. I mean, the only one that didn't really have it and probably didn't need it was maybe Wonder Woman because whatever we had the solo movie or mm-hmm. 
she'd already been introduced in Batman v Superman, so we didn't really need that additional kind of time with her. Uh, but, but for definitely the heroes that were featuring for the first time, it was very refreshing to kind of get their side things. Like even the way Aquaman's brought in, it's just far better than Bruce Wayne just rocking up and going, Arthur Curry, here you speak fish. Yeah, I mean, the humor that was in the, uh, the, the... I will say there are a few lines that I miss from the theatrical cut and a couple of moments, but we'll go on, we'll go on to that in spoilers. But yeah, um, spoilers. overall, I think the humor in the film was not it, it felt less shoehorned it, it just felt mm. natural to what was happening in the in the moment yeah which it i really felt, appreciated yeah the, the the kind of humor i think i know what you're, what you're saying is it's funny because the rest of the movie is so kind of serious that like when they're having just a bit of banter and it kind of goes a bit aloof it's funny because of the how serious the situation is yeah exactly yeah um and the, the the last the last thing I'll, I'll I'll mention um is the score blew me away and I I had very high expectations for the score and I went but I've I've been listening to it for the last few days um I, I haven't gotten through it yet because it's four hours long so someone someone I was watching um a, a, not a podcast or a video <laughs> I think it might have been um uh, what what do you call that one from Screen Rant where the pitch pitch meeting? I think it might have been one of those. But, What's um, that one from Screen Rant where they they pitch meetings? Some elevator pitch. That's it. Um, <laughs> but they were saying like, oh, you know, every time Wonder Woman comes on the scene, we're going to play this song. Yeah, and I couldn't not hear it when I was watching it a second time. Every time she comes on the screen, it's. Yeah, which I I really didn't mind. I kind of appreciated it. Um, yeah, but I think the musical cues help way more with some of the the dramatic scenes because some of the scenes are quite similar to the ones in the theatrical version. But the mm-hmm. musical cues gives it a different angle than we had before. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. sorry. The the other last thing I'll say is that um, I actually felt like the film helped tie in some more of the DCEU than before. Mm. because no, I won't spoil anything. You get nods and scenes that relate to other solo films, not just yes. Man of Steel and, and Batman v Superman. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah. And I mean, like that, that's one of those things that might've made people warm up to some of the other movies, or maybe some of the revelations in those other movies would have been a bit more like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's uh, this, that's that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I I liked the way the the movie was delivered as well. I did not really spoilery, but the way the movie's uh, broken up into chapters was kind of refreshing. It al- it almost felt like a novello, like a like a like a graphic novel in in a way. Like you get an intro, then you get your chapters, and then you get your kind of uh, prologue or sorry, uh, prelude. I can always get those two mixed up. The one at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I found that, yeah, I found that really, really nice. And it also, for a movie like that, it's a good cutoff point if you suddenly turn around and go, I'm going to leave it for today. I'm going to watch the rest of that tomorrow. Yeah. And you don't feel like you're leaving it on a massive cl- cliffhanger. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, I did flick through it the next day again, just some of my favorite scenes, but I want to, mm. I want to have a proper sit down again and watch it all the way through. There are some, I do have some issues with the film in certain moments. 
But again, we'll go into that. Um, it's not without its flaws, but overall, it is. It's a vast improve for me. It's a vast improvement. I, oh, it's, it, night, it's, it's night and day for me. Yeah, anyway. it's literally uh, chalk and cheese. Like it's it. Yeah, I, I, that's the one thing. It's very hard to tell people how true that is unless you go and watch the two movies back to back, like we did. Yeah, it's completely different movie. Like same story beats here and there, and the overall story is the same, but the the execution is far better in this movie. That's my main recommendation to people if if they haven't watched it yet is to, and it's such a commitment, and I, I understand if you if you don't have the time, then you don't have the time. But watching Man of Steel, BVS, and this over the course of a few weeks really. Um, boosted my enjoyment of the of the film and even watching the theatrical version because i it's kind of it is always fun to kind of pick out what was changed and what was chopped and um spoilers there's no there's no crappy batman or sorry superman tash anymore yep Um, weirdly as we were saying um i sent the guys a i think it was a snapshot from instagram or something but it was like imagine watching the opening of the snyder cut and thinking no let's replace that with the superman mustachey bit where it's all yeah. like cg mouth on him <laughs> like who made that decision it's so ridiculous it's crazy um yeah i mean like we won't uh labor on too much we'll kind of wrap up the episode shortly but um i suppose what i want to say is this movie made me desperately want a follow-up like i want yeah. to know where this is going i want to see what happens with the villains at the end? What happens with the heroes going forward? I want to see this universe. I'm not a fan of whatever Warner Brothers were trying to do before this. It's like, a shame they've already come out and said it's not happening. Yeah. But they said like, we know. Before. Yeah. Like so. we know how reactionary Warner Brothers are to the fan base. Like they literally turn on a dime if the winds are blowing that way. Yeah. I, I again I'd I'd love to see what happens next as well. This has made me want more and I have not felt that from hmm. any of the previous films. Or like the the least thing they could probably do, and I know this probably won't happen, but someone like Zack Snyder or very close to Zack Snyder's vision and and someone he would trust should be the Kevin Foggy of what they're trying to do. Like to maintain that cohesive world. Like, but but then again, because it's not no longer canon what's happening in Zack Snyder's version, certain characters may or may not be in the canon DCEU. Yeah, uh, we'll see again. Like, I can't go into it too much. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to talk about it with without going to spoilers. But um, I know what you're saying. I don't. <sighs> I don't think we're going to see it. I mm. really hope I'm wrong. But... I really hope we're wrong. Like it's, it's it's just such a shame. Like this this has been far more accepted, and like you can see that the, the critics and fan reviews are far more harmonized. Exactly what I was saying beforehand is that they were so device, decisive or divisive on the previous version that mm. they actually have now found this weird common ground where it's like. All the critics are saying this is a much better movie, and all the fans are like, "This is all we ever wanted." Can we My, just have more of this, please? Yeah, and as a, I I like Marvel a lot, um, overall, but 
I'm more of a DC guy, and um, it's just my personal taste. But it's such a relief as a DC fan to have this film come out and to finally be in the majority of people who like it, as mm. opposed to you know people going, "You like that, really? Yeah, okay." Um, it's really nice to be just. Hearing, you know, the, not the, there's a lot of people who don't like it, and that's that's fair enough. You're allowed, you're allowed to your opinion, and you're allowed to not like it. It's, it's not for everyone, but um, it's this for a change seems to be for the vast majority of people, which is so yeah. nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like the the things that I've heard that people who either don't love it or just kind of like, yeah, it was better, but you know, it's still not my cup of tea. I think it's the Snyder isms that turned them off more than anything and i think if you're not inclined or or like that it will be that type of movie that turns off but if you in any way do like it you will love it so maybe rob will hate it <laughs> i now don't think he will hate it I, I think i said he he would i feel like he i think he'll have some of the same issues we have with the film yeah but let's let's make a bet what do we think <laughs> <laughs> let's do a predict we'll do another podcast before the next one a prediction on what rob thinks the film will be podcast <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say that yeah he probably loves it he probably will go, oh, this is way better way better because he had to sit through the last version <laughs> so he's fresh in his mind just how bad the other version is yeah i think i think he will enjoy it i think as well because there is a lot more there's actually more levity to this than there was in the whedon one mm. and that levity is even better as well so yeah yeah i hope i hope he enjoyed it again i my housemate didn't enjoy it um and i i said you know that's uh it's an awful lot of time to give something you don't like yeah yeah absolutely hmm so yeah i mean like that's our initial thoughts uh do you have anything else to add or we guess we can wrap it up there yeah we we'll go into specifics hopefully in a week's time and um be hard to keep that under under an hour and a half but we'll, we'll give it a go Oh, sure. Look, we'll, we'll skip what we've been watching or we'll cut it down to two minutes each. Um, so that's been Screen 17 with just a very, very brief whistle-stop, um, spoiler-free take on Zack Snyder's Justice League. Join us next time when all three of us will hopefully be back and have watched it either once or multiple times. I'm halfway through my second viewing and we can give you a proper dish of spoiler stew. So I've been Ray. I've been Rob Mullen. And I'm still Rob Mullen. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Robbed Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I've been robbed.